What's going on, y'all? I've uh, been inspired as of late. Um, you know, one thing I think that's really cool before I get on the topic, I think it's really cool that, like, this is a very niche. Like, I'm not making a fucking dime off this. I, I like how this has the potential to be something later. You know, I don't want to be... Like, I remember when I was making music, we wanted to blow up. We're doing shows, we're doing this and that. I remember at one point, my cousin got scammed into thinking that she was getting on, like, a collab kind of album with French Montana. It was, it was really just a scam, money grab. And um, we just really hope, like, we're putting our all, all, our all into getting big that way. And I'm really happy we didn't, because one, we weren't prepared for it, too. I mean, I, I have a lot of lyrical variability, but, you know, I just don't see the group surviving the industry and all the shit that goes down there and all the shit that it has to offer, all the bullshit, all the drinking and shit and drugs we were doing at the time. You know, we would have just fell victim to every everything and, and, and failed. You know, none of us had the smarts or none of us was in the place to actually have that. So... Now that I am in that place now and getting better day by day, I really enjoy the success I see coming from my genius. You know what I mean? Not just writing lyrics, but you know, I, I, I patented one of my ideas. I'm getting my second master's degree in cybersecurity. Um, all of this comes very naturally to me. And uh, I'm happy to be in this place. So I'm glad I have this podcast. This is just something that I want to do in, instead of something that I have to do. Because there's times where I just fucking disappear. <laughs> there's a time where, like, for a month I didn't record shit. And I, really, it was just because I was busy. But anyway, I appreciate you all for being here. I appreciate the people that want to, I don't know, learn more about me and improve themselves. And somehow this will collaborate now. Actually get an actual podcast up and running. This is all just experience. I don't expect to get anything out of this whatsoever. And if this does help you, I appreciate you and thank you for listening. So I, I really just wanted to touch on a story that I probably touched on before, but just give a little bit more in depth. I really want the younger generation, the generation after me, to start looking at their relationship with society and women. It, it's funny, you know, I, I feel like I have this perspective that's so abstract and abnormal because I am outside of culture. And I say this because like blacks have no culture. No culture uh, whatsoever, besides ignorant rap, sagging the pants, rap music and, and bullshit, you know? And I don't say that to sound racist or be um, rude or anything like that. I say it because it's true, you know? We're not, we're not Africans, you know? We're a new species, we're African-Americans, you know what I mean? And thankfully, you know, I, I've, gone through what I've gone through to have the mindset that I have. And the reason I'm saying this, let me, because I'm sure some people's guards have gone up and now their wall is up. They don't want to hear. What I'm saying is that all the struggle that black people have had in this country, there's no, there's no culture. You know, some people may have come from Nigeria and they have their Nigerian culture. And one thing that you realize about cultures is that people stick together through that culture, you know, through these systems and you have a support system, there's usually money, there's usually success in those areas. So one thing I'm starting to realize is that, you know, yes, there, there's racism and all that, and there has been racism, especially systematic racism in the past, in the past, and, but 
if you think about it, like even you look at the mob, the Italians stayed together, the Irish stayed together. That you know, it's a, black people are the only ones that, in mass, destroy each other and eat each other. You know what I'm saying? So I, I end up getting this sort of ob- super objective mindset where I'm able to take the emotion out of pretty much everything and look at it for what it is and see it for what it is because I have been rejected from it. I, I haven't, I'm, I'm African, Native American, and Mexican. You know, I have some things that I can identify with the Mexican cultures, but I'm not accepted in the Mexican culture, even though I am Mexican. Um, I, I don't know nothing about my Indian culture, even though I am Navajo Indian. And um, hopefully that's the right tribe. I've been saying that for years, but I believe that's what it is. And, uh, you know, I, I, I started, I remember when I got Duolingo for the first time, I was learning, because uh, I'm from Germany, but I, I was learning German and Norwegian, because I'm a huge fan of Norwegian music different podcast and uh there was like i don't know what the you know official language is called but i started learning the indian language and i I thought it was really cool and it only took me so far so um that's the extent of my indian knowledge i know nothing i haven't been to the reservation i haven't been accepted nothing but i I look like people are like oh you look indian are you indian yeah um and i know absolutely shit about you know, the African side of me, where they're from uh, in Africa. The closest I got to it is embracing Ifa. Uh, do your own research on that. And I've really, really got into that, but, you know, whatever. That's even, even that, it has more of a Spanish Santeria, uh, Lucumi, La Regla de Ocha, de Ocha. I think I said that right. Um, still has more of a Spanish, you know what I mean, thing. So that's like the closest culture that I will be accepted into when I get initiated. But, to wrap it up, I, I just I have no no emotional responsibility towards a specific ideal or idea because I've never been accepted in a culture. And even in high school, it's the saying too white to be black, too black to be white. You know what I mean? So like you just you kind of exist in this with with the with the outliers. You exist with the people that are not popular, uh, you exist with the people that like anime, you exist with the people that are golfs, you know what I mean? You're kind of an outcast. Which I didn't mind. I love being an outcast because fuck them niggas. But, you know, one, that's, that's what I realized about society. So I think the generation that came after me needs to realize that society has a culture of its own after you come from your culture and you buy into these ideas so everybody can be unified on one ideal. And we don't have that because we have, we have uh, separate systems with many people in it. But you have the Democrats, you have the, uh, the Democrats, the, Dem- the, the Republicans, which have their own flaws. You have the conservatives, you have this and that. You have the religions, you have the... You, well, there's so many other things that divide. But these ideas frame what you believe to be true. And so why, what does this have to do with fucking anything? Especially the title. It's because now I see, like, I love that I'm at this age because I'm young enough to be a young man and, be, and look young. But I'm old enough to see older ideals and the way things were. And I think I, I understand why older people struggle with change because it, it, like, there's some things, like I remember I thought Snapchat was stupid, then I finally got it and I was like, okay, this is cool. And, I, and I'm Snapchatting all the time because it's new and it's fun. So over the years, after I kind of let go of that, 
now I, I'm embracing everything that's new, especially AI and all this stuff. Everything else is coming, the music, the way the music changes and everything. But at the same time, you start to see reason leave. You start to see as things get easier, we create problems that don't need to be there. And I'm not trying to talk about the whole LGBT, whatever. But like one thing that you realize it too is that especially now so about a year ago I'll say about a year or two ago two years ago there was a strong insurgency of masculine alpha type people and, and it was really because there's a huge need for it and still is a huge need for it there's a huge need for men not feminized men not these men that are just you know fucking pussies not white knights I'm talking about like Andrew Tate now, some people may be rolling their eyes. To be honest, man, go fuck yourself. Because you're not actually here to listen and reason. You're here just to get frustrated. And that's another problem with it is that men in, have become more emotional and react more emotional. When we were able, we even back in the day, we were able to yell at each other. We were able to fight and still talk and listen and, and hash things out. Now, nobody wants to fucking hear shit that the other person has to say. Nobody wants to to come to the, a conclusion together and do what's best. Nobody wants to get over anything. I think that's masculine. To, to, to debate, that's a masculine thing. When you're sitting on this debate stage, you're, you have another person next to you that you disagree with, that you might say things about, and you're able to, hey, the best man wins, and, and that's what it is. You know what I mean? I'm not saying there hasn't been any sore lo losers or in the history or in the game, but I'm just saying that like there was a way that we were able to conduct ourselves, and today it's fucking gone. And we can we can somewhat blame it on our mothers, you know. We can blame it on the family unit. We can, because you know, just to be honest, statistically, if you're raised by a single mom, you're nine times more likely to go to jail, to try drugs, to do this and do that. Like you look at the stats yourself. Don't don't fight me. I believe it's not nine or ten times. But like when you're raised by a single mother, not only do you get a woman's ideals as a man, but you get. Um, the likelihood to engage in things you shouldn't engage in with. But when you have a strong masculine presence, men keep their daughters off the strip, off the, off the strip clubs. Men keep their daughters out of bad men's arms. I'm talking about men, not a man. Just because you're a father doesn't mean that, you know, all odds aren't against you. But at the same time, when you have a father, when you have a man that is involved and loves and cares for the family and does what he's supposed to do as a man, things are different. But we can't say that now because that's offensive. And any man that's talking about that something's offensive, I start looking at him kind of sideways because men are offensive, traditionally. Comedy, we dominate comedy and we, we sit up there and tell truths that people don't want to say and we find a way to, to add humor to it that makes it a little bit more easier to digest. Nobody likes, so there used to be, and I gave this example years ago, but there's this medicine called Buckley's and if anybody who grew up and had a, a black grandmother or an, you know old school people, no matter what race or whatever you are, you were able to get sick and they give you some concoction that you think is gonna kill you, but you feel better tomorrow. Cherry flavor Robitussin, maybe three days, four days, because it tastes better. Nobody wants to taste the medicine. The medicine is truth, and so, if you let society mold your mind and you're too much of a fucking pussy to say what needs to be said or do what needs to be done, you're going to get fucked. You're fucking... You, good, nice guys finish last, man. That's one thing that you need to fucking realize is that nice guys 
actually don't finish. They're still trying to play this game. They've lost them. And they're, they're trying to emotion their way through their logic. Oh, well, you know, I, I don't want to be like this or I don't want to do that. My little brother and other people that I know, they don't have a fucking ball sack. So, again, I don't say this to make fun of people and do all this. It would be heartless. But I'm just saying, years ago, I realized that there was a, that dance. I had to, because I was failing. Because I was that guy, too. I, I'm, a, I'm a romantic. You know, what is a hopeless romantic? I love all that shit. But at the same time, that's not the facts. That's not the way it actually works. Once you see how it actually works, then you can, you can act accordingly. I'm not saying you got to be a piece of shit or be manipulative or be heartless. But there's an aspect that you're going to have to get over emotionally when it comes to women and the way you have to do things. You have to do things a certain way. It is what it is. It is what it is. There's a game and you got to play. I'm sorry, you fucking coward. So anyway, the story, because I'm already 13 minutes, I tried to make this like short, but I, I you know, you know how I, how I do but the story is about my brother, my brother Justin, who I love dearly. So I remember years ago, while I was with my stupid ass fucking ex, me being stupid, first three years, um, he was with a girl that just didn't respect him. You know what I mean? My ex didn't respect me, but it came out a different way. And, you know, I had my own issues, and I was a pussy in that regard too. I'll call myself out. I'll have to tell that story again one day because. It's been so long since I talked about myself, but anyway, um, with uh, he was with his ex. He's been with this bitch, fucking he over ten years. Over ten years, it's twenty twenty three. He's been with the bitch a long time. So anyway, um, we I remember this was a little a little fat bitch. Like this was a bitch that my my cousin had an apartment that they called Little Vegas. This was some whore that my cousin was fucking's friend. With an ugly stomach. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with her stomach. But, so she, and I used to make fun of her to, to him. Because he's like fucking her and blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, they, they, he's doing his thing. But she comes back around later. And for some reason, my brother just can't. My mother left when we were 11. And I don't think he's ever recovered from that. You know, me, I got angry. I was just like, this bitch had the nerve to leave. My other brother just was depressed, and my other brother found, my old, the one, Justin, he found a way to, like, deal with it by getting other girls and staying with them. I mean, we're, we're both, you know, sweethearts. We both love, we love women, you know what I mean? So um, we want to do right. We want to do what we believe is right. And so, But he's trying to fill that void instead of dealing with it because you could be with this woman, and, you know, this represents what you think you're missing out on instead of getting some therapy which that wasn't an option for us talking about it which that wasn't an option I mean like what else was he supposed to do when you have zero guidance zero money and have all these big emotions with nobody to walk you through life so I understand but I'm just saying this is the reason why he's couldn't couldn't let it go and this is why we need strong men emotionally controlled men Men that can walk away and be okay alone. And so he is with this chick who's disrespecting him, calling him a nigger in front of his friends. 
they're fighting and yelling. Me and me and her are getting into it because of the shit that he's telling me. And I'm like, bitch, ah, slap the fuck out you. I remember one time, me and my brother, we're all drunk. But my brother, at the time, was such a pussy that, like, he's trying to fight me. And I'm like, I'll beat the fuck out of both of y'all. Like, what, what's up then? And we ended up kind of falling out here. And then, me and Justin always made up. I mean, we've been best friends since we were kids. So, I mean, obviously, we're brothers. But, like, I remember that. And I remember at that point, I think I stopped, like, trying to defend him. Because we are at a party at his ex's place. And, I'm like, we get into it because she says something. I'm like, man, how are you going to let a bitch talk about your brother? You know what I'm saying? Fast forward years and years. And actually, no, not fast forward that long. They're about to move. He leaves his, his daughter here, who needs him to go to North Carolina. And I understand, too, this isn't to shit on him. This is just to give you perspective. Me and Justin are good to this day. I love him. That's my brother. But I have to tell the story. So, Justin, if you're listening, I don't mean no harm, man. But this is what it is. And I'll, t- I'll say the same thing about myself and anybody else, really, because the truth is the truth. So, anyway. Um... So anyway, he, he, you know, he leaves to go to North Carolina, and I understand trying to start over or get out of Champagne because Champagne's a fucking shit stick and, um, and all that. But he leaves his child. I remember me and him got into it about that or his kid saying that he hasn't, she hasn't seen him. And I'm like, man, don't have your daughters walking in the rain. And she, that shit hurts, you know what I mean? Because I know what we've been through and I know what we're trying to do and I know the situations that we're in. And fuck, man, why can't we get it right? But, you know, he's following his girl. His girl's family, her dad is in North Carolina or wherever the fuck. So anyway, he moves. And, but before they move, she cheats on him with somebody that we know. And he just fucking, not only did he not retaliate, which he shouldn't, because anybody who can get your girl, that's not your girl. He should, and if you're going to be mad, you should be mad at your girl. So that happens, they move. And he's out there and, and whatever else. Fast forward a month ago or a month and a half ago. Me and him are talking. He's talking all this pimp shit. I'm like, Justin, you need to get your life together. He's trying to get other girls. My, man, my wife told me he has this fake fucking wedding that we fell out about. I didn't even know it was fake. I thought they actually got married, but it's bullshit. Uh, thank God on his behalf because then he had to go to divorce court. But they uh, break up because she's like tired of him. So for one, you know, and, and I always say this, whenever a relationship ends, it's a guy's fault. I truly believe that still. Uh, I'll debate anybody on that. But um, she, it's, it's like nothing matters. It's like nothing. Like, they have no history. And I was, we were talking about the game. He wants me to teach him the game. And I'm like, no, you need to. He won't even listen to go get some therapy. Like, there's no way I'm teaching him the game. I, I would love talking about it. And I want to teach people about this knowledge that I have and how it helps. And how it helps you to see the world and conduct yourself. But, like, fuck, man. Like, there's basic shit that you have to understand before I can really get into the nitty-gritty. So, um, they're going through it. And, like, next thing you know, she wants him out of the house that they, they have together. She bought a house. And just all the sacrifice that he made. He was a union mechanic. Union, union not mechanic. Union something. He was making money. And he left that position so to, to put her on a fucking pedestal to, because she was going to be a supervisor and they needed the schedules to work for their son. Oh, yeah, he got the bitch pregnant, too. And so um, he leaves that position. 
and is in a fucking like dude he leaves a position and is making less money it's not union she's where she wants to be for a little bit he even gets in a car accident almost fucking dies uh, that happened uh, May what, what, the the day move out day or whatever the fuck day that was last semester. I'm doing keys and shit. I get a call at nine ten. My mom's like, "Your brother's in the ER." I'm like, "What the fuck?" And shortly after that, was it July? Maybe late July. Now they're this happened in, in late May or early May. Come late July, nigga, get the fuck out the house. So it's just ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous because. He went through all this shit for years chasing this girl that was not good for him because he didn't have the strength to be who he was on his own and improve and find out life as a man on his own and is now in a fucked up position. Doesn't have a car, doesn't have money like that. I mean, he has money to take care of himself. Is worse off because of her. A bad, a shit woman will leave you worse off. And it feels like every unstable guy, every guy who's unstable goes through this exact same scenario. I went through it. My brother went through it. My boy Kenny's going through it right now. I mean, fucking name, name them. Name them. I've talked to talked to everybody. Any friend who was unstable on their own goes through this almost, almost the exact same way. Almost the exact same way. In some regard. It's mostly the same. So anyway... You fuck all that shit from society. I'm not saying that you should not be nice to women. I'm, everybody inherently is a feminist because you believe that women should have rights and shit, the same rights that you have. Yeah, we we all believe that. We're not fucking stupid. But like when you get into the you get into the, what we have now is extreme feminism. Don't open the fucking door for me. <laughs> like okay, bitch. How about I just slap you then? You know you can't even. You can't even call a girl a bitch. You can't even, like, this. It's just different now. And, and the price that men have to pay for acceptance in society is their balls. You can't even let the dog out. You can't be a man. And now anybody can be a woman. Women are a fucking Halloween costume. But at the same time, you have to respect women and you have to, you know, women in this country, like, and women are the fucking problem. Because women want the toxicity. And women push it. But we're too much of a fuck. We've been indoctrinated. Not we, because it ain't me. But we, you all have been indoctrinated by society to follow this bullshit. To the point where they, you can't even stand up for yourself, which makes you not appear as a man to them. You don't have the, the characteristics to be a successful man because you're soft. And you're going to lose everything following a woman when they don't even know what they want for lunch. So, I, it, like, it, but in, in the, the crazier part is you can't even say the truth without being a misogynist or a fucking an ass. And at the end of the fucking day, it's all true. Ain't that, so, ain't that crazy? I remember they were saying, to, oh, oh, oh. COVID is the, more, the most dangerous... No, it's not. It's a fucking cold. If you're old, old people have a higher mortality. The mortality rate is high, older people or people with, with surprise health issues they didn't know they had. They got exacerbated by a virus, which can happen with the flu. But if you said that in 2020, 2021, 2022, you're a fucking asshole. Now everything's coming out. 
So the truth has been there all along, and we know. And if you're too much of a fucking coward to realize what is true and say, you know what, and stand on something, it's okay to be wrong. But stand on something, then they'll lock the whole fucking world down. Because there was no men saying, yeah, eat a dick. You shove this mask up your ass. Which is a breeding ground for more bacteria. Which actually is scientifically proven. Look, Go look up the fucking... Go to the medical journals and shit. And they have studies on it. Multiple studies. Anyway, it's not about COVID. And you fucking weirdos wearing a mask. It's about men. And how shit women in society will bring you down. And you, you're not going to be happy. You could try to nice your way. And, oh, I don't do this this way. And blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Guess who's got your fucking girl? Somebody else. Because you're a fucking loser. <laughs>